today is July 30th, so it's the last Saturday of the month, and we have one more day until the month comes to an end. Um, yeah, it's exactly, what time is it? 7, 17 a.m. It's a Saturday, and I'm up early, and I'm so happy I woke up. Well, God literally woke me up today at 5.50 a.m., and I've been up since. Um, and I'm just so thankful for God's love and the way he calls me he calls you he calls us god is so intentional he's such a purposeful god when he longs to speak with you to meet you in that secret place best believe he'll wake you up not only will he wake you up but he'll give you energy he'll give you the strength so that way you can get up and start your day you know one of those things where um you you know wake up early and you probably had like three hours of sleep two hours of sleep but the way you feel it's beyond those two hours of sleep that you had. This was the day that I had. I think I slept for like four hours max. And uh, I woke up feeling like I had slept the whole day. You know, I'm still very energized and I doubt I would go to bed after this. Just maybe start my day because I have a lot to do today. But nevertheless, I'm so thankful for just the way God loves me and he's so intentional and how he calls me. And he's so faithful that not only does he call us, but he gives us all the tools that we need in order to be in his presence. He equips us, right? It kind of like it reminds me of Moses in um, the book of Genesis when God called Moses despite Moses's inability to do the things that God called him for he had a stuttering problem you know he had maybe like inferior inferiority I can't say that word right now <laughs> but he felt inferior um, with himself because of the things that he had been through if you know anything about Moses he was adopted um, into the king's palace but nevertheless you know he didn't he wasn't from that tribe so he kind of had this weird um feeling of not really feeling like he belonged with his people he belonged in his household and therefore he went off to the um to the desert after you know killing somebody and yeah his story is really interesting so read it if you want to um, I think you should read it. It's really nice if you haven't heard it before. But nevertheless, I bring up Moses because when God called Moses to set his people free, the uh, Israelites from the slavery of the Egyptians, God equipped Moses with what he needed to. He gave him an Aaron who spoke for Moses due to a stuttering issue. And so I would tie this in to say that if God calls us to something, whether it's to simply spend time with him in the morning or to do a job, to be a parent, to be a spouse, whatever that might be that God has called you into, just know that he'll equip you for it. Just like Moses, right? It might seem hard at first. You might doubt just because you feel like, oh my gosh, me, I don't have what I need in order to do what you want me to do. But if we trust God and we have faith in him, we can be assured that he will equip us for all that he has called us to do. Um, so I don't know why I went off on a, um, on a tangent with this. This was, wasn't what I planned to say, but I just think the Holy Spirit led me into that. But speaking of the Holy Spirit, let's please get into prayer so we can invite him into our presence. Okay, Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for this awesome morning. We thank you for this beautiful Saturday, God, that you've placed before us. Lord, so many are not blessed and fortunate to see today, but you chose us amongst your special people to be here right now at this moment. So, Heavenly Father, we invite you, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, for all that you do, Father God, for keeping us, for loving us, for calling us, God, for equipping us and giving us all that we need to become who you've called us to be. 
Father God, you are a perfect example, Jesus Christ, to help us to be more like you. Help us, God, to let go of our past ways and to cleave into your new ways, God, to cleave into your light, to cleave into your likeness, Father God. Help us, Lord, to change from our old ways and just be washed clean and renewed and restored. I pray that you be in the presence of this uh, conversation, Lord God, and that may you have your way through me and through all the ears that would be listening, Father God. May you touch their hearts and souls and go forth and bear good fruit, Father God, that can bring forth more and more fruit that multiplies into their households, their work, their families, their friends, their environment, their communities, God. That's what you call us as believers to go forth and spread our light into this world of darkness, God. You know that the enemy comes to still kill and destroy it. He roams this earth. He comes roaming the earth like a lion looking for souls to devour, God, but we will not be amongst those that are devoured. For you are with us, God, in your light and your love. You strengthen us, Father God. So we thank you that you are always going out and bringing your light the more that you are God the more that you are with us the more that we are more like you so help us Father God to intake this word and to be transformed by the renewings of our mind Lord may you have your way may you speak through me I am only a vessel I love you God I thank you so much it's your most and mighty holy name we pray amen amen so yeah I just want to start off by apologizing for not recording last week I've had such a busy week um last weekend was amazing um my sister and I took my mom and um some of my aunts to a beautiful spa um we stayed there the whole day the spa was amazing it was a very much needed relaxation for not only us but um our mom and you know our aunts whatever so I was just very fortunate that my sister and I were able to plan that and just God just allowed us to relax and have peace so um, my apologies again no excuses because I've been super busy but um yeah no apologies and while I'm speaking about that I think next week I maybe might not be able to record I have a church retreat and we'll be pretty much gone the whole day it's uh pretty far the location and so and it's Saturday of course so it's like I'll be going there and I just hope that I can record or most of what I might do is that I'll speak about it after um but hopefully I can do so that day or if not then just bear bear with me please if you all don't hear from me next week which I'm scheduled to re- to record but nevertheless we're here and that's all that matters right so we thank God for allowing me to be here and for just making this day possible again really sorry for not recording last week and just um life happens right but I do want to be um a woman of my words and committed to the things that I say I will do um excuse my voice again when I wake up early in the morning especially as early as I did today at like five and not speaking it's like my voice is raspy um can be low whatever but hopefully you all can hear me but nevertheless so today's topic right it's not really a topic it's um okay I don't know if you all remember I think I said that I was reading so every month right I try to study um a chapter of the bible that I feel like God is calling me to learn or to read about because there's things in there that he wants me to I don't know learn about or understand things like that but for the book I mean the month of July the book I was reading was the book of Mark so I finished Mark I think a few days ago and so oh my gosh just really like when I read it 
it hit me but then I didn't think to make a recording on it literally until today and that the thing I love about God is like when you sit in his presence right he'll start to bring things up that like you have read before in your remembrance and so this was something that I think I mean I'm sure he wanted me to speak about because that when I read at that moment I had to pause for a second and I was like wow like this is very deep like oh my gosh you know I had to analyze myself and you always see what I'm talking about once I read the scripture but it was one of those very like convicting scriptures and very powerful and just very like reflective in a sense where you have to analyze your life and yourself to that scripture and say am I as a Christian living according to this word of God and of course that's how every word of God is right it's transformative and what it means by that is that when you read it it reads you and uh what I what, again what I mean by that is that when you read something right and it reads you it brings out those flaws in you it points out those things that you might be doing or you might not be doing so God's words is like a mirror where it reflects it back at you okay he tells you to love your neighbors as you love yourself right then the reflection for example would be well do you love yourself and if you don't love yourself then of course you can't love your neighbors you know and that all stems from your lack of self-love just just an example to show you how God's word uh, reads you um but anyways nevertheless this scripture was just just mind-blowing to me and so I'm glad that today he brought it to my remembrance when I was just like having my prayer time before I got on this call and so I'm going to read this to you and I might be all over the place with my structure just because hopefully I'm not too over the place and you all can follow along um just because it was like I don't know what I plan to speak on I mean I do know what I plan to speak on but I don't know how like I don't know where this is gonna go right <laughs> let's just let's just preface that I don't know where this is gonna go and that's why I invited the Holy Spirit because I need him for everything um but it was just an awesome thing that like really had me to reflect on me and like what am I doing as a Christian are these the attributes that I have are these the the um signs or, or things that I'm showing in my day-to-day life you know and so and today was just God is just so awesome we're like when he gives you a word, he's going to find other ways to add on to that word and to confirm it. And so let me just read the passage so I can keep talking. Okay, so this is going to be in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 to 20. Please follow along if you have your Bibles. I'm going to read from the NIV version. I just think it's, to me, was the best way to simplify what he was saying. So just to give you a background, right, um, the book of Mark, just like the New Testament, Luke, Matthew, and so forth, they all tell the same story, but in many different perspectives. So these are all people who witness the same thing, right? And they're giving their own opinion in their own way, how they know best. Um, For example, imagine you and your friends, if you all went to some movie or something like that, each person will come out having a different interpretation of what happened, right? They might see some things that you didn't see, they might you like it, you might not like it, whatever. Um, but all that's to say is that as human beings, we will have different perspectives based on who we are. We'll explain the things differently. And so in the New Testament, in case you don't know, just sharing because again, I, I'm not sure sure like the types of uh, Christians that listen to my um, audio or the types of people to be honest with you you know some people are either far along and more um, seasoned in their Christianity or their walk with Christ I like that better or some people may be just starting off in the work in the walk with Christ so they haven't really fully experienced every part of the Bible or some people maybe not 
or might not Christians, I don't know. But whoever you are, you know, God wants you to be here. And God is so grateful that you're here to listen to his words. And so nevertheless, I think giving a background is important to understand this different scenarios. But anyways, uh, they all tell the same story, like I was saying, but from different perspective. And so uh, Mark uh, the whole book, right? It just really told the life of Jesus Christ and as most of the New Testaments uh, do. So for anyone that wants to be more like Christ, reading the New Testament will help you to become more like Christ because it tells of his life story and who he was and the things that he did and, you know, all that. But anyways, this book tells of his life, right? Jesus' life from start to finish. It even tells about up until the point of his death and his resurrection and what happened after his resurrection. So this is the last chapter of the book, Mark 16, verses 15 to 20. So I will read it for you all. He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will be will accomplish, sorry, and these signs will accompany all those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, which is his disciples, he was taken up into heaven, and he sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. Wow, amazing. There's a lot in here. So like I said, right, this tells of Jesus' Jesus' story. So this was after that um, Jesus had died on the cross and resurrected on the third day and after his resurrection he would you know he showed himself to mary and to the woman first and then he eventually made his way up and up to the disciples and so here was god telling the disciples at the very end here is my expectations of you all as my disciples to go out into the world to preach the gospel to do all these signs and wonders that i did to heal the poor to heal the sick you know if a poison if a snake bites your hand you can shake it off if you drink poison you won't die those were all in reference to, to paul right there was this uh part in the bible where um this was when i think paul was going to prison and they were in the ship and so their their ship like had a crash or something because it was like really stormy and they got off on this island and they were like making fire or something like that and then a snake attached itself to Paul's arm and so Paul just like casually shook it off and then this, the people were so amazed like wow like if he's gonna either die and if he doesn't die they just like you know obviously knew like he was a man of God but nevertheless that's where that comes from and um that's the things that God is telling us that we as Christians will be able to do. And so before I, I go on explaining the scripture, today as I was doing my devotional, um, I'm reading, okay, I'm reading the devotional. If you have the Bible app and you'd like to check it out, you should, you should, or you, if you can, you want to, it's really awesome. Um, but it's, it's by Joyce Meyer and it's called All Things Are Possible. So I'm doing this devotional with a few ladies that I, um, uh, connect with on the bible app and it's been such a great plan so far and i love how it tied into my message so let me just read this as all things are possible that's what the devotional is called by joyce meyer on the bible app and in the devotional part i'm just going to read a snippet it says it's easy to say all things are possible with god 
but that doesn't mean we can just sit back and do nothing while we watch God do a miracle. We are partners with God. Our part is to believe what he says and do anything he asks us to do incorporate with his plan. God's part is to do what we cannot do. So I really love that because I think it ties into the reading in a sense where God has called us as Christians and followers to do these things, right? To heal people, to speak in new tongues and so forth. But then we as believers, we also have to partner with Christ. And what does a partner do? They play equal role in whatever your goals are. So if our goals are becoming more like that scripture in Mark, then we have to partner with Christ, right? There's only a certain level that we can do, but then God does the rest he does the things that we cannot do, but he requires us to do the first things. Like, for example, the scripture, I think about it, where it says, draw near onto God and he will draw near onto you. So if you misread that, you might think, well, God wants all of us to draw near to us and he's going to be with us always and always draw. Yes, that's right. But then he says one requirement. If you want me to draw near to you and be close to you, you have to take that first step. You have to seek God. You have to show that desire that, hey, God, I desire to know you. I desire to grow with you. So it's, whether it's waking up early, um, you know, whether it's reading your Bible, whatever that case might be, you have to play a part too. You have to show God that I'm just not doing this because you're forcing me to do it, you know, because God is a God of free will. And I think because he's a God of free will, he requires us to show that we also want to be a part of that. If God just forced us into a relationship with him, would it be authentic? Would it be genuine? I don't know. I don't think so, to be honest with you. We'll just do it out of like religion and just out of routine. But he's saying that, okay, if you want to be my partner, you have to play equal part in the things that you desire for me to do for you. And so when we seek God, right, he'll meet us there. He's always available for us. And so we have to make that first step first and desire to be in his presence. And so um, in, this, in the scripture relating back to Mark, it's saying that if we want these miracles and to do all these signs and wonders, we have to be the ones where we're seeking God, right? We're being in his presence. We're asking to be transformed. We're speak, praying to speak in new tongues, ask, inviting the Holy Spirit to live within us and asking him to transform us. And God is not a magician where he's just going to do everything that we ask him to do. No, he wants us to be involved and active in a way that he's using us. And so I wanted to read you all that devotional. Um, so we're going to go to Matthew chapter 9, verses 26. It says, Jesus looked up at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. So back to the scripture in Mark 16, when God tells us to do these things in verse 18, right? It says that, well, 17 to 18. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. So that's number one. We'll drive out demons. We'll speak in new tongues, which is speaking in uh, tongues of the Holy Spirit. And we'll pick up snakes with their hand. And we'll drink deadly poison and wouldn't die. And we'll place our hands on the sick and heal the sick. So in order for us to do these things, we need to know that we cannot do it on our own strength. In Matthew 19, it says that we are able to do these things because God makes them possible. Right? I can do all things in Christ that strengthens me with man with our natural ability it's impossible we will never be able to do those things unless it's by wishcraft or some other force but if we want to do it in the godly realm we need the god of creation to help us to do that we need the all-powerful god to do that 
you know so elohim which is a god uh, our creator he is the one that is able to grant us these things and help us to do those things and so i want to read again in second corinthians chapter 4 verses 13 it is written i believe therefore i have spoken since we have that same spirit of faith we also believe and therefore speak and so i really like this because it talks about faith right without faith it's impossible to please god and so in order to first do these things that it tells us in uh, mark 16 we first have to have the faith that we well first of all we have to have the faith that god is is not a man he's not a man at all so therefore he cannot lie and so we have to believe that okay if god tells us tells us that these are the things that we as believers can do we have faith that God is able to do these things in us and through us, and we partner with him. So it needs faith, right, to speak it into existence and to believe the word and to actually live according to that word. And so I'm going to read you another uh, devotional snippet from All Things Are Possible. I hope I'm not going too fast and you all are cashing along. I do tend to speak fast, so please bear with me. <laughs> But um, this is another devotional, well, the same devotional by Joyce Myers, The All Things Are Possible, but this is in day two, which was today's uh, devotional. Okay, the more we understand and are, and are amazed that the Holy Spirit is with us and in us, the more determined we will be to take daring steps of faith and the less likely we, we will be to give up. We should know that with God, we can do whatever he asks us to do. So be determined to trust God and never give up. Expect him to do a new thing in you. And it says, see Isaiah chapter 43, 18 to 19. Stay, say out loud, God is doing a new thing in my life. I'm not going to sit around and... I'm not going to sit around and feel sorry for myself and look back at the past and think about what I don't have. If God can use anyone, then he can use me. And so I really love this because it tells us that we should believe in God. It talks about that. We should constantly have that amazement with God as Holy Spirit and just know that God is a progressive God. And so he's never the same um, as, I mean, God is the same today yesterday and forever right but what i mean is he's never the same in a sense where um we cannot we cannot know god to his full extent god is always showing different layers of himself he's such a complex god he's such a dynamic god right he has so much layers to him where you can never just say oh, i read the bible once and i know everything about the bible no because the bible's active and alive so when you read a scripture that you read yesterday uh, two three days from now you would get a different interpretation you will understand something different because that's how god is right you can't say you know this person that's always developing more into something beautiful and so god is that person that we have to constantly seek and desire and admire to get to know more of him and so then the last part i really like where it says if god can use anyone then he can use me so going back to that uh main verse in mark these are the things that god told his disciples that they will do right they'll do all these little things that he not little huge things that he talked about you know driving out demons and in, in, in god's name healing the sick and so forth so just don't think that these are blessings and promises for God's disciples. If you are a child of God and you are a believer, 
it says that if you're a believer and you've been baptized and you've been saved, then you are considered God disciple. And guess what? These promises are also passed on into you. So if God can do this for the disciples, how much more will he do it for us as well? Because we are his disciples, right? And so we have to always preface that and remember that, okay, these are not just promises that of old days. These are not just promises to only one specific person or people or whatever. These are promises that still stand today. And these are things that God wants us to still do today. Okay, so I read all my side like comments and devotionals and like scriptures, but now let's really focus on uh, Mark 16 and we can break it down line, line by line if that makes more sense. I think so. So that way I can kind of explain it, right? And so um, if you listened to my audio last week, um, please do if you haven't, but I talked about the gospel. I talked about how important it is as Christians that we are able to share the good news with those that we don't know those that we do know around near for no way wherever right we should find ways to always share the good news of God and so that is the thing that God tells us to do right Jesus said to his disciples in verse 15 he said to them go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation so again if in case you're wondering what this gospel is definitely go go listen to my um, previous audio so you can get more information on that but this is what god calls us to do to go preaching into the world and sharing with all creation sharing with everyone not just you know people you're comfortable with not just people in a certain age group or a certain racial group certain economic group no everyone that includes everybody from different creeds age backgrounds whatever that is all creation because god is a elohim he's a god of uh, creation and therefore he expects all of us as believers to go into the world and preach this gospel to everybody that we can reach and then in verse 16 it says whoever believes and is baptized will be saved but whoever does not believe will be condemned and so what does it say here, right? There's a lot that's going on here. First, we have to believe first, right? But we just don't stay believers. We have to show our belief by our faith, right? Um, faith without work is dead. So we have to put our faith in God into um, into being, for lack, I don't, lack of a better term, I can't think of a better word to go there. But what I'm just trying to say is like, okay, like if you love somebody, for example, right? Just, I like example so let's just let's go here for a second if you're i don't know a man and you love a woman so much you want to be with her you show your love for her by proposing because now you're making a further commitment to her to show that i love you so much that i want to do life with you and it's a life do us part when you marry this person you're showing them that my love is being put into action it's that further commitment and so god is saying here too that if we're believers we have to take that further commitment and that further step and it's being baptized because through baptism we will be saved when you're baptized you're giving your life to christ you're rebirthing yourself in a sense right you're dying to your old self and dying to your old flesh and god is rebirthing you and allowing you to be a new creation and so when we're baptized right we are saved because there's believers who just say oh yeah i believe but then like what do they believe in because they can believe in a quote-unquote higher power 
and energy and all these modern terms they can believe in those things but when you say i believe in god and jesus christ my lord and savior then you show him by taking a further commitment and step and being baptized so if you're a new christian for example and you haven't been baptized then you haven't been truly saved and shown god that that other commitment if you read a lot about baptism right it talks about all the things that comes from baptism right all these gifts for example the gifts of tongues the holy spirit these are things that are promised to those believers that take that extra commitment to be baptized because again you can be a comfortable believer where you're like comfortable you know doing what makes you comfortable being where you are or you can be a believer that's committed a surrendered believer and in case you you don't know which one sounds better being a surrendered believer is always better because you're surrendering your life to Christ. You're saying, that, you know what, God, I'm no longer my own. I'm yours. And I want you to use me to take control of me, to provide for me, do all these things. Because at the end of the day, God is our king and we are in his kingdom and we are his citizens of his, of his kingdom. And I was just listening to Miles Monroe's uh, 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 sermon about kingdomship, right? And he gave the background on a kingdom. I'm sorry, I'm just going off track, but uh, I think it ties in, <laughs> but he gave a sermon about the kingdom and he talked about the principles of a kingdom and a democracy, which if you live in the U.S., that's what a democracy is, right? We take care of ourselves. We vote. We're independent in a, in a sense, but in the kingdom, the king takes care of everything. He pays our, our taxes, whatever. He provides for common goods. He does everything in the kingdom. And so we are God's uh, citizens and he is our king and when we have a king like god a good king not a bad king not an evil king but a good king like god we can trust that he'll take care of all our needs he tells us to cast our cares on him because he cares for us right and so we don't have to be anxious for anything but by prayer we can present our requests to god and that we can be thankful that he'll give it to us that is the type of king that god is right he's a king that wants to provide for his children and so when you make this commitment to be baptized you give yourself to God and you surrender your your independence if that makes sense to Christ and I would rather do that right to have someone just like be in control of everything you don't have to worry about anything anymore because like God says in his words he will take care of you he will do all these things because he is your father and if your earthly father can give you good gifts God is not going to give you a rock or a snake in return. He's going to give you more than your earthly father because he is in charge and he is in control of us. So God is a man is is not a man right that should lie and he is a god of his words and so god is going to let his words come to pass he's not going to say i can do a and then not do a because he wants to honor his title right <laughs> like any good king you want to take pride in your your kingship and all that so that is who god is he is an awesome king and when we make that sacrifice to be baptized if you haven't you're giving your life to this great king you're giving your care to this great king and you are in good hands like state farm <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i'm so funny but anyways yeah so let's go into verse 17 <laughs> oh, okay sorry i just just cracked myself up with the corniest jokes ever i hope you guys got that like stay from you're in good hands <laughs> okay right, let me be serious now <laughs> okay okay let me be serious sorry yes in verse 17 and it says and these signs will accompany those who believe in the name they 
sorry, in my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. And so, ah, oh, this part was so convicting because we, okay, first of all, backtrack where we talked about first 16 believers who want to show their commitment. They take that extra, extra step of being baptized and will be saved. And then so in verse 17, it says that, okay, once you do that extra step, these are the signs that will accompany you, right? When you use the name of Jesus Christ. You will be able to drive out demons. You'll be able to speak in new tongues. And so this was convicting because this verse 17 and 18 really just like made me analyze myself, right? Can I drive demons? Can I speak in new tongues? Can I be bit by a snake and not die? Can I drink deadly poison and not die? Can I heal the sick? You know, and things of that nature that he talks about all the things that will accompany us that believe and so it's really important that we cross check ourselves where are we in these things and if you're not there guess what god says that with him it's possible right with human strength it's impossible but with god it's possible and I get, like I said earlier, these are promises that are not just reserved for the disciples, the 11. These are reserved for you and me today. And so, um, yeah, so in, in Jesus' names, are we driving out demons, right? For example, if you have demons are not just as, yes, they can be as demons as we know them but demons can also be spirits right they can be spirit of laziness spirit of anger spirit of greed spirit of jealousy um spirit of um i don't know whatever spirit lust spirit of anxiety spirit of depression you know those are things that are also considered demons in the spiritual realm because anything that is stopping you from being the true person that god has called you to be is a hindrance to your faith a hindrance to your relationship with christ and so god is saying that we can drive those things out in his name when we believe in god in christ and we've been saved and baptized these are the signs that are supposed to accompany us these are the things that we as christians and as believers are able to do so we need to start taking that into full um full account right taking accountability for these things okay god you said i can do this first of all do you believe that you can do these things and second of all you need to partner with christ and actually start to do it and i love this because i literally had to analyze myself and i'm like wow these are things that i've had power to do but i've never really like attempt i mean i have attempted some of these don't get me wrong i actually have but like it's not something that i think about attempted and do every single day you know and I love that God reminded us of this again because now we can read it and say wow God you really told me I can do these things in your name how much more would we start to practice it and I love the one about speaking in new tongues right I, I think I spoke about it in, in my previous audio not the last one but a while ago where some of the gifts, right, that God gives us with the, with this Holy Spirit is the gift of speaking in new tongues. We all have this gift within us, but because we don't know about it, it's hard for us to unlock it. I've always heard this this famous, uh, I guess it's a parable or whatever you want, you want to call it. It talks about, for example, you have an inheritance, right? Someone died and left you a huge inheritance of a million dollars, and it's in the bank. And if you never know about that inheritance, will you ever access that money? The answer is no. And when we don't know that we have this great inheritance that God has given us, such as speaking in tongues, driving out demons, healing the sick, how can we access these things if we don't know about it, right? Because I think knowledge brings truth. Knowledge brings action and transformation for people who are wise to use that knowledge because 
you need to know how to apply that wisdom and so well, I'm just saying that God has given us these gifts already, right? If you've been baptized and you have the Holy Spirit within you, you have the ability to speak in tongues. If you've never spoken tongues, today's a day, right? Today's a day. Now is the time because tomorrow's not promised. And so we need to ask the Holy Spirit, hey, this is a gift you've given me. Help me, Lord God, to actually do these things and to become this person, to drive out demons. And so I really love this because it's reminding us that, hey, you have this gift as a child of God and you have to access your bank you have to go into your bank and say i want to withdraw this gift i want to use this gift and use it into or put it into action and so in verse 18 uh, they will pick up snakes with their hand and when they drink deadly poison it will not hurt them at all they will place their hands on sick people and they will get healed same as verse 17 right these are things that we have in our secret bank of abundance and wealth and blessings and prosperity that god comes with and so we have to be able to access these gifts we have to be able to say you know what god you've told me these things we believe it by faith and we start to do it in person i mean start to do it um in person and I love the one about healing the sick. Oh, how amazing is that? To know that we have that power through Christ that strengthened us to heal sick. That is amazing. Not just heal the sick and other the sickness in other people, but to heal the sickness in us. If you have a headache, for example, you can place your hand on your head and say, In Jesus' name, headache be gone. You know, if you have a sick person that you know, whether in your family or or anything like that, your co-workers, you can place your hand and in Jesus' name, the sickness will be gone. If we have faith, these are things that we can do. And uh, it, it really just gives me chills because God is a powerful God. And he extended this power into us. He gave us his dominion. And I love that so much because we're so grateful and so fortunate to have a God who extends his, his power into us. And so these are things that me honestly like i don't do every single day and i i forget that i have these this power and i'm sure you forget you have this power because when we have this power and now that we know we have to do better going forth we have to start putting these things into action and having faith that what god says is going to come to pass because with him all things are possible so try this and now if you have a sick child a sick family member a sick neighbor whatever pray for them lay your hands on them you don't always got to touch them but you know but i love the action of the touch because it reminds me of um in the uh in well the new testament when um the lady who bled for i think 12 years touched the hem of jesus cloth and he healed her she was healed by just touching him yes we're not jesus christ and we don't have like his that strength and power but i think when we touch it's a sign of like i don't know like transferring our spirits onto those people like i just feel like there's power in that right because i think of that lady who touched god's uh jesus's helm of his cloth of his clothes and she was healed immediately he didn't even know that that was going on at that moment until he felt that power come out of him um but anyways i just think it's for me, I, I think I like the idea of touching, but if you don't have the ability to touch that person, whether it's someone that you know from a distance and you know you feel for them because as a Christian, we have compassion and we have a heart that feels for the poor, the sick and all that, right? You can pray for the sick in the world. If, for example, distance is a problem, you want to pray for your brothers and sisters in Africa, you want to pray for them in Europe and um, Asia, wherever continent that they might be in, and you don't have that ability to reach them, you can 
speak lay out your spiritual hands and speak in your you know in your new tongues that God has promises in verse 17 and just pray for these people and they will be healed these are things that we need to do and actually put into action and then 19 it says after the Lord Jesus had spoken to them he was taken up into heaven and sat at the right hand of God and so um I don't have much to say on that but we'll go to 20 then the disciples went out and preached everywhere not just somewhere but everywhere that they could and the lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it i love this last one so much because to me this summarizes how we should be right these disciples heard these things and guess what they put their faith into action they just didn't sit there like Joyce Meyer said right we shouldn't just sit there thinking that okay God is going to do everything for us we don't need to be proactive no they were active they went out they had to first get up out of their house get up out of their beds get up out of their comfort and go out into the uncomfortable and preach the gospel not just to some people or somewhere, but they went everywhere that they could reach. You know, and back then it was even more challenging to reach people because they were traveling by foot and maybe animals. And I, I can only imagine that the journey wasn't as easy as it would be today. Right? We have cars, we have planes, we have so many means of transportations that our, our ancestors weren't fortunate to have back in the days. And so imagine how much more they reach and how much more er that's not a word but more er we can reach <laughs> in today's society because we have so much ways of transportation or transporting <sighs> wow anyways i love that because first it shows their obedience it shows your faithfulness and it shows your belief not just beliefs to sit there and depend on god to do everything for you but their beliefs actually put god's words into action and so how much more do we believe in God to put his words into action and so like he told us in verse 17 and 18 the things that we can do you know heal people and cast out demons or whatever if we truly believe like we say we do these are things that we need to put into action like the disciples we need to actually go out and do these things preaching and healing and praying for people and casting out demons and all that we need to put our faith into action and show God that we believe in you and then the last part, oh, what I really, really love about God is that he's not going to leave you out there stranded. He's not going to leave you out there looking silly because he is a God who is going to stand on his word. He will not let his word go void. And so because of that, it says the Lord worked with them. God says that I will be with you. I will work with you. Um, I read that verse in, um, what was that? I read it in, um, yeah, it, this was in, in Matthew 19, 26. I'll read it again. Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And so when God says things are possible, guess what? It's going to be possible. And I love how he worked with them and he confirmed his words by the signs that accompanied it. God is not going to tell us a lie. God is going to confirm his words. He's going to stand on his words. And when he tells you to do A, guess what? He's going to make it possible for us to do A. And I love that so much because first, just like the disciples, right? How I read, I said the verse earlier, 
when you want to draw, you draw near to the Lord and he'll draw near to you. So God requires us sometimes to step out in faith, to make that first step, to show that God, I'm committed to you. I'm committed to your plans. I'm committed to your purpose. And when we make that first step and we show that, okay, we are willing to be obedient. We're willing to do what you've told us to do. He'll meet us there. He's not going to leave us stranded. He'll meet us there and he'll come over and do it a hundred times more than what we can imagine because what we cannot do that's where God's strength comes in that's where God's power comes in and we have to partner with him to do these things and so I just wanted to read this to you all because ah this was such a beautiful passage and it really got me like thinking like wow like God you gave us all these gifts and we don't use them like what I'm sure there's many times that we've been sick and we went to the doctors right but we didn't even think of wow actually you know what I'm a doctor I'm a doctor in the spiritual sense where I can heal myself but instead we went to somewhere else because that shows a lack of faith to be honest with you it shows our lack of faith if we are more so willing to do um what's comfortable for us than to do what God's word says and so yeah I just wanted to read that to you all because I love this as you can see and tell but not see but you know tell (laughs) but anyways uh, God's word is awesome and I just hope that this convicted you not just in a bad way but convicted you to change convicted you to action like the disciples to actually go out and put your gifts in practice I don't know about you all but I'm about to be going around casting demons healing people you know and speaking in tongues I already do that but like I'm going to be going out and doing much more because that is what God calls us to do not just to spread his gospel but to actually do the other signs and wonders that he did because our goal is to bring God's glory into the king into this kingdom of of earth and so for example if you go out and heal somebody right or you cast a demon out in somebody who's been struggling with the spirit of depression for example they will be like oh my gosh wow like I've done everything I've you know been to every doctor and I can never get this off of me how did you do it and guess what you can testify that God through Christ I did it it wasn't me it wasn't my strength but God made this possible and so when we can do those things to testify guess who gets the glory God does and that is our purpose right that is our main goal to give God the glory and to do things that are going to bring glory to his kingdom and bring others to the knowledge of Christ and so my gosh (coughs) excuse me my voice just like cracked but anyways nevertheless I hope you all were blessed by this message as much as I was because God is so awesome and I hope that you can like the disciples go out and put these things into action and so we will go ahead and and close out right let me close out in prayer so I'm Heavenly Father I just want to thank you so much for all that you do Lord God I thank you for allowing us to be here today for your words that's so powerful and transformative God give us the ability to go out like your disciples and put these words into action to bring this word to come to pass Father God and just to transform lives as you did in our lives Lord God help us Father God not just not just to be hearers of your word but to be doers Father God by faith we can do all things through you that strengthens us so God give us the strength to do these things God give us the courage give us the faith give us the belief Lord God to actually put these things into action and let us be amazed by what you do at the end of us being obedient we love you God we thank you it's in Jesus name we pray amen and so as always um you know I just kind of want to kind of close out by saying that how I talked about in I think verse 
17 or 16 but it talked about being baptized and being saved right in order for us to have the ability to do these things we first have to receive christ as our lord and savior be baptized and be saved because only him can give us these things we can't get it from our friends we can't get it from our parents only god can give us these things and so if you're somebody who's listening to this and have never been saved have never given your life to christ it's so simple i'm just going to read a prayer of salvation with you and you can follow along with me and like the and like it said in um, one of the scriptures you have to have faith and believe it in your heart that you are safe and that jesus christ is your lord and savior and so let me read this it says heavenly father follow after me if you like to say be safe and give your life to christ heavenly father i come to you from the depths of my heart realizing i have sinned i repent of my sins and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and died on the cross for me and my sins. I believe that you raised him from the death. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and live in me now. I receive by faith you as my personal Lord and Savior. I receive your Holy Spirit as my comforter to help me obey you and to do your will. It's in Jesus' name that I believe and receive the things I pray this day. Amen, amen. So yeah, of course, get in the body of believers. Uh, email me if you'd like to, and I can give you the resources that I, I know how to do. Um, I can give you uh, virtual resources. I have tons of that, but physical, it would kind of, you know, depend on where you are. Um, but anyways, y'all, thank you so much for just being here and just being the presence of God, you know? And so... Uh, I, like I said earlier, I look forward to recording next Saturday, but um, I do have a retreat with my church, so I don't know if I'll be able to re re uh, record. And if I don't, just, you know, please bear with me uh, and I will get back to you all when I can. So again, thank you all for being here. Uh, just stay blessed and have a great weekend and uh, enjoyable next month. Okay, well, have a good one. Talk to you all later. Bye.